0: and all to the american phone recovery institute podcast remember this is your podcast to promote safety education positive public relations and networking within the professional and business-minded toll recovery industry this is your co-host dj harrington better known as the toad doctor and i'm honored to have as the other co-host of this episode Forty-year towing industry veteran and founder of American Towing Recovery Institute, the one and only Wes Wilburn. Today is a special because it's the feast of Thanksgiving here in the United States. So, my wife of many years has been kind enough to be the guest on this episode, and. Sheila is like a little historian. She's good friends with Newt Gingrich, the former Speaker of the House here in the United States. So, Sheila, let's talk about my favorite holiday,
1: which is Thanksgiving. Well, many of us learned about the first Thanksgiving feast in school, so give our listeners some background what brought us to this special holiday.
2: Well, it really started with the first president of the United States, President George Washington. And, and that really makes sense, because he made a proclamation on October the 3rd, 1789, and he designated Thursday, November 27th, as a National Day of Thanks. So that's what he called it, National Day of Thanks. And it was that until about, and for a period of 200 years, they celebrated Thanksgiving for almost 200 years, but in 1863, on the same day as President Washington proclaimed it, National Day of Thanks, then the President, who was, during the Civil War, it was Abraham Lincoln, he proclaimed it also a national holiday, so he went a little further But he named it Thanksgiving Day, and it was to be held each November. Later on, Congress approved that fourth Thursday of the month. Uh, in the month of November as the day to celebrate Thanksgiving. There was a term, and I thank you for letting me talk about Thanksgiving. There was a term called Thanksgiving, and that's the word Thanksgiving with an S on the end of it, Thanksgiving. So the colonists colonists in New England and Canada and even across the ocean, they, they regularly observed what they called Thanksgiving. And what were Thanksgiving? They were considered like blessings for things such as traveling mercies, having a safe journey to and from, a uh, military victory, or even an abundant harvest. Maybe they celebrated the big, huge harvest they had when they did the harvesting. Anyway, as time went by, they used that word Thanksgiving and modeled their Thanksgiving holiday really from a 1621 harvest feast that was really shared by the English colonists in America and the Wampanoag tribe. Now the Wampanoag tribe was really comprised of about five local Indian tribes. And the term Thanksgiving really goes a little bit further back than 1621 because it happened in the late 1500s. So it was a period of time where they really did
1: call it Thanksgiving. I wonder what it was like traveling aboard the Mayflower. Do you have any idea how many people were aboard?
2: Yes, we yes we do, and I have checked this through several sources, and they all agree that there were 102 people on board that ship when the Mayflower left Plymouth, England, in the, in September of 1620. It traveled for more than two months, and it crossed about 3,000 miles of open ocean. The 102 passengers included three pregnant women and more than a dozen children. So everyone was, and I really can't imagine this because we don't have the modern, they did not have the modern facilities that we have on cruise ships today. But everyone was squeezed below decks in a crowded, cold, and damp area. Obviously, there was no heat on there. And damp areas suffering crippling bouts of and, of course, other diseases. And so the passengers were an assortment of religious separatists seeking a new home where they could freely practice their faith without anybody telling what they should feel and believe, while other individuals kind of went on this journey with a promise of prosperity and maybe having land and having land ownership in the new world. And a lot of them probably wanted just to start over. But after a treacherous and uncomfortable crossing that lasted almost 66 days, they they dropped anchor near the tip of Cape Cod, which was really further north of their intended destination at the mouth of the Hudson River. And it really wasn't until a month later on November the 11th in 1620 that the Mayflower actually crossed what we know today as the Massachusetts. And that's where the pilgrims, as they are now commonly known, began the work of establishing a village and a city at Plymouth. The Puritans arrived soon afterwards, and they brought with them a tradition of, and I like this, providential holiday. So they had... Days of fasting during difficult, pivotal moments in their lives, and then they had days of feasting and a celebration to thank God in times of plenty. So I'm, I'm sure you know who Newt Gingrich is. He, he, he's uh, written me because I've sent him some pictures before of him at the Braves Game. Uh, but for our listeners, Newt is a former Speaker of the House, and he's a wonderful historian. So here's what Newt has said about the Pilgrim. These pilgrims agreed on how this new settlement was governed. Their historic covenant began, get this, in the name of God, amen. Today we know this agreement as a Mayflower Compact. I guess I missed that kind of information in, in history class because I don't remember that at all, but thanks to Newt Gingrich I now know that information.
1: All right, I'm a little confused here. You referred to the Puritans and the Pilgrims. I thought the ship, the ship left Plymouth, England, with a group of pilgrims that landed in Plymouth County with pilgrims. You know, I did a school in Plymouth, Massachusetts one time, and that's what they told us. When we went to the uh, welcoming center, I guess it was, or whatever, right there at Plymouth Rock. Have you ever seen Plymouth Rock? I have to tell you, I was kind of disappointed. They there's all these rocks on the shore there, They're, they all look about alike, and they got this big cement barrier built up around the corner rock, and so they pointed out that was the rock they landed off. You know, when they got off the boat, haven't were they even paying attention to which rock it was? And it probably didn't become important for a couple of years. I don't know. What do you think?
2: Well, it's no problem. Uh, many Americans think the way uh, you feel that the Pilgrims and Puritans are the same people, but they're really not. So I briefly guess I need to a little backtrack a little bit here why we call them Pilgrims and Puritans. Now, the Puritans did not come over with the original pilgrims on the Mayflower. So the pilgrims, the Puritans, the pilgrims came first, the, Pil- the Puritans came later, selling on another ship. So here's the difference between the two of them. Pilgrims came to America for an opportunity. That's what they wanted. They wanted to practice their own religion and build a new life for themselves and their families. And they really wanted to find something where they could start a new life. The Puritans, on the other hand, came to America after the pilgrims and they wanted to reform the beliefs of the Church of England. They didn't like everything. Uh, that the, they were told to believe, so they wanted to reform it. And then when they finished reforming it, then they wanted to spread those new reforms across the world. So many Americans think that the Pilgrims were stuffy, unhappy, plain clothes people. They wore black only, black hats, all, uh, squared collars, and buckled shoes. And we get this really probably, from one of the portraits done by Edward Winslow. He, he did a portrait in 1651, and everybody there, women and men, you know, carrying guns, going through the, the harvest, they probably were on a hunt. Anyway, they were all dressed in black and white.
1: I bet they were a little surprised to see one person greet them as they set foot on land. Was this the group that the first Thanksgiving meal was shared with?
2: They greeted them in English. And so there was, and of course, there's really only one person from that tribe that was on, on but, he, but they were astonished that he could speak English. Several days later, um, the Thanksgiving meal wasn't really quite what we have today. Several days later, that native uh, returned with another Native American, and that other person's name was Squanto. Now, Squanto, let me tell you about his story. Squanto was a member of the Patuxent tribe, and Squanto had been kidnapped by an English sea captain, but, and was sold into slavery before being able to escape to London. But when he was in London, he heard about an exploratory expedition that was going to go back to the Americas, and so he returned to his homeland, which I'm sure he was thankful to do that. When Squanto saw the Pilgrims and the, their condition, he he was he knew they were weakened by malnutrition and illnesses, and so he taught them the importance of cultivating for corn. Extracting sap, and showed them how to do that from the maple trees. He caught fish, he told them how to catch fish in the rivers, and which poisonous plants to avoid. So that was very helpful. So he really helped the settlers forge an alliance with the Wampanoag people. And remember, the, as I mentioned before, the Wampanoag people had five different indigenous, indigenous tribes of people uh, that were in that group. So over the next year, they worked very hard, and they they were looking to provide enough food and housing for everyone. So in November 1621, after the Pilgrims brought in their first corn harvest, it proved to be so successful that their then-Governor, William Bradford... Organized a celebratory feast, and he wanted them to invite some of the colonies, Native American allies, etc. And he included that chief of the Wampanoag tribe to eat with him. Now that is the feast that we remember today as America's first Thanksgiving. Although those pilgrims sometimes themselves may not have used the term at the time, the first Thanksgiving. The festival lasted for several days, which was. There is no actual record exists of the first Thanksgiving's exact menu, so. We, we only can go by what journals were written by several different people, and I'm going to mention two of them. One is from Edward Winslow, and I'm going to read. He's that pilgrim chronicler that had that portrait of all the pilgrims being in black and white. Anyway, here's what he said, and I'm par- kind of paraphrasing part of it. The governor sent four men to hunt for fowl, for enough to last everyone, some 90 men for three days we entertained with feasting and firearms and went out and killed five deer and maybe not always plentiful it was enough for a week it is not always so plentiful as it was currently with us yet by the goodness of God we are so far from want that we often wish you partakers of our plenty so they had lots to eat But again, I want to mention what Newt Ingridge said, uh, He's chronicled in his quote, and it's very short, but he he chronicled uh, William Bradford here, and here's what Bradford wrote, it's a great store of wild turkeys, which were shared between the pilgrims and the Native Americans Lived in the Plymouth Rock area. Now, not a lot of details, but it does sound kind of more normal to us because of us eating turkey. Well, most of us eat turkey at Thanksgiving. However, I'm wondering about how it was prepared because other historians have suggested that many of the dishes were likely prepared using traditional Native American spices. So I can imagine what that was like, and they probably cooked it using their methods. Because really the Pilgrims had no oven, and the Mayflower sugar supply had already dwindled Uh, on the ship by the fall of 1621. So I'm sure the meal did not feature any pies, cakes, or other desserts, which is really kind of required, uh, sugar would be required for those, which now have become kind of a hallmark of what we have when we celebrate Thanksgiving. But one thing I will say, several of the research things that I looked at said they could have had lobster and maybe even seal and swan. Now, I love lobster, but I don't know about even seal and swan, but they probably had some of that as well. In 1941, President Franklin Delano Roosevelt signed the Thanksgiving holiday into law, and since the autumn of 1521, this it's really a tremendous act of faith and thankfulness and has been repeated by millions, even people who come to America to join and participate in what our incredible experiment and freedom and opportunity has been. So I'm thankful uh, for all of that. Our country has been through a lot, past and present. We've had a lot of challenges, but we've remained blessed in the freest, the strongest, and the most prosperous nation, nation on earth. And... We really have so much to be thankful for. One last thing, I just wish everyone a happy and blessed Thanksgiving. But one thing, don't burn the turkey. Yeah, you
1: know, while we're thinking about Thanksgiving and being thankful, I, I like to do this year-round, not just this month of the year. I think about the uh, the towing operators and companies that have believed in me and, my, and helped support me and my family, and what help bring this vision to life. At the institute, I'd like to thank first responders, all the folks that work a seven seven days work schedule or work seven twenty four. You know, hospital workers. I'm thinking the electric company, all the different folks that work every day of the year, so to speak. Make sure the public serve. I'd like to thank uh, American citizens. We are all fortunate to live in the greatest country e- ever. Um, I know we have some internal issues, but we're going to stick together as a company and work them out. So I'm thankful for many, many things. Lastly, and most importantly, my family and the team that helps support me here at the American Telling Recovery Institute and helps us try to make help uh, Tony operators lives a little safer and a little easier. So God bless everybody. Have a great Thanksgiving. Enjoy it with your family and friends. And whatever you do, be safe out there, move over and slow down for anybody working on the side of the road. God bless America.